Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. And good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, live streaming on our Facebook page for the Whitfield Report. That's facebook.com slash Whitfield Report. There's also a good chance some of you are uh, watching this on YouTube. in the archive uh, later on. And if that is the case, I recommend that you go like our page, The Whitfield Report on Facebook. You can also watch this on American Watchmen's Facebook page. I'll be posting that in a bit here. And um, Soon, I will also be going uh, over some news as well. For right now, though, I'm just uh, clearing out some tabs, so bear with me. We're going to be covering a few stories 
today. I, I don't want to go too much over the uh, shooting that happened in Florida. I kind of went over that um, on my other podcast, my anchor podcast, the Whitfield Rundown, which you can listen to on Anchor and you can subscribe to that on iTunes. The audio version of this podcast will, of course, be available over on uh, tapewrite.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at SamDebert underscore NDC, as some of you can maybe see here on the bottom of the screen. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Twitter. Uh, They seem to be purging more and more conservatives each and every day. In fact, uh, I saw earlier this morning, I guess, uh, they haven't gotten rid of her yet, but they uh, severely limited uh, Laura Loomer's uh, Twitter account access. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a shame, in my, in my opinion, because uh, Laura is great. And uh, she's a fantastic journalist. I'm hoping to get her on the podcast at some point. We were supposed to, uh, I was going to have her on about a year ago uh, around this time. And then that was around the time she got uh, super, super popular. And uh, she became swamped. So go figure. Um, Anyway, though. In relation to the fact that her Twitter account um, is limited, that's a that's a bad uh, thing because Twitter is mainly what uh, journalists and social commentators like myself uh, use as a social platform uh, to spread information and spread our commentary. But nevertheless, uh, Facebook, with its liberal biases, limiting us more and more each day, which is a shame, but that's just the way things go sometimes, I guess. Uh, So with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, there's no telling when I'll be off uh, Twitter. I don't think I'll be off there anytime soon, but you never know. Uh, so I've started posting uh, on uh, the social networking platform called uh, Gab. Now, most people in the conservative uh, media sphere will already know uh, what Gab is. But for those of you who don't know, it's a it's an alternative to Twitter, basically where anyone can go and uh, post content. They really don't restrict your limits on uh, free speech. Whatsoever, which uh, means that sometimes you'll run into some people who are, um, shall we say, less than uh, moral and sometimes have really repulsive thoughts. But as long as they're not doing anything illegal, uh, Gab pretty much allows them to have a platform as well. So it's basically free speech for all. Um, and there are some features to mute users. Um, if they get uh, too repulsive, which you can do, but long story short, it's I'm really liking the platform. I wish they had a mobile um, app 
for iOS. They have one on Android, but for some reason the App Store rejected their app. So that's a shame. Uh, with that, shameless plug, you can find me on Gav um, at Sam Whitfield. And as you can see, I'm a verified user. That's another thing. Uh, I've been I've been on uh, Twitter for about five, six years now, and uh, almost in the entire, entire time I've been on Twitter, I've applied for verification, never got it. Um, they say you need like 3,000 users or whatever to get a minimum of verification, and I've never had the... Uh, I've always I've always thought that the verification rules of Twitter are a little bit stupid. Like if you can prove who you are, you should be verified. Um, apparently, the people at Gab thought so too. So I do have a verified profile in Gab, and as you can see, I do have a few posts on there since I've signed up. Uh, but anyway, you you can find me on Gab. Uh, going over there. I do have premium content over there as well. So uh, if you're not already following me on Gab, please do so. Again, that's pretty simple. Follow me there at Samlet Field. And uh, yeah, it should be pretty straightforward to use. All right. Uh, and also, you can check out my main webpage, thesamwitfield.com. And uh, I just posted about 30 minutes ago uh, my latest book review, which is uh, Killing England by Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard. I actually read that for a uh, class I'm taking in college this semester. But uh, nevertheless, it's always good. It's a really good book. I have the audiobook version. Uh, so I recommend going and uh, reading that. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And uh, if you want to learn more about the uh, book, then read my review. All right, all right ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, let's get on some news then, shall we? Uh, I'm going to head on over to the uh, Drudge Report. The one thing I've noticed, um, I do want to talk about some cultural stuff today. Uh, most notably, the Black Panther movie. And uh, I found an interesting uh, article via Drudge from the uh, Washington Times. And uh, I'll tell you, folks, the more and more we dive into the, the more and more the left goes into social justice, the weirder it gets. So let me read for you this uh, article from the Washington Times. Black Panther, packed with action, diversity, but no gay people. Hmm. Now that's a uh, that's a weird thing to kind of be 
complaining about, but oh well. Uh, they're making a big deal about this. Marvel Studios' Black Panther is being hailed as one of the most diverse superhero movies in Hollywood history. Well, that's not true. Most of the... Uh, I have not seen Black Panther yet, uh, for the record, but from what I understand, it's mostly a, uh, a Black-centric uh, movie. Nothing wrong with that, but I don't think that there's very much diversity in Black Panther at all, at least not from what I'm seeing. Uh, Marvel Studios' Black Panther is being hailed as the most diverse superhero movie in Hollywood history. But it's not diverse enough for some progressives who will want to know where all the gay characters. The latest comic book to film adaptation checked off a number of identity boxes with, with its almost exclusively black cast and cohort of strong female characters. But film but filmmakers ditched a lesbian romance subplot from the original comic books, prompting an outcry from the LGBT community. Actress Florence Kostamba, I think I got that name right, so good for me, stoked the flames of outrage when she revealed the scenes of lesbian Rotation film during production were left on the cutting room floor. The final result that we've seen, quote, the the final result that we've seen, there were a few scenes that had been cut out, Miss Kusama told Walter. Different scenes also. They didn't make it into the movie for certain reasons. That, and at this point, I had to say what the reason is, I cannot tell you. Because nobody told me about whether it's in or not. LGBT act advocates had every reason to hope that Black Panther would be the first Marvel Studios film to feature an, an openly gay character. LGBT, the comic book series is written by Tanashi Coates, a national correspondent for the for the Atlantic and a prominent commentator on race. Mr. Coates tapped feminist writers Roxanne Gay and Yona Harvey to create a, a spin-off comic book series, World of Wakanda, that follows around two members of the uh, Dora Milaje. The fictional African nations, all female special forces unit. Okay, now yeah, now we're getting into deep SJW t territory with the uh, you know special forces military being all female. But uh, you know we're still not virtue signaling enough, I guess. Uh, the main characters in World of Wakanda, Io and and Eka are also in a relationship, although are in a lesbian relationship. Although Aneka is not in the movie, rumors of a lesbian romance spread when Vanity Fair re reportedly seeing the rough cut of a scene featuring another female uh, warrior, Okiai, looking flirtatiously into Ao's eyes. 
Marvel Studios quickly shot down the rumors, saying that the nature of Ao and Okai is not romantic. When asked about the deleted scene, screenwriter Joe Robert Cole said that there were talks, including a gay love story in the movie, but those plans did not pan out. I think the short answer is yes, Mr. Cole told Screen Crush. I know that there were quite a few conversations around different things, different directions with different characters and characters that we may have. We thought, well, maybe we'll work it in the way of an arc that it could work with an arc. This led to accusations from the gay rights community of LGBT Roger. The advocate, a popular LGBT magazine, panned Mr. Cole's explanation for, for cutting the scene as vague. There, there are very few LGBTQ characters in past Marvel films. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. The very few LGBTQ characters in past Marvel films have been either closeted or unmentioned, the magazine says in a video titled. What about LGBTQ representation in Black Panther? It seems Black Panther won't be breaking the mode. Writing at Gizmodo, Charles Moore argued there was room in the film for a romantic lesbian subplot. A romance between Okia and Ao is the sort of thing that could have been included in Black Panther with something as simple as a longing look and a bit of a floating kiss. Oh, uh, Christian Toto, a film critic who runs the Hollywood in Toto blog, also a friend of mine via Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, said Marvel Studio tends to shy away from romance, heterosexual or homosexual. It's not just a main component of the story, said Mr. Toto, who contributes articles to the Washington Times, and also with a movie like Black Panther, you have to do so much. You have to establish the world, the villain, the motivation. What is Wakanda? There are so many things that are competing for screen time. Peter, Peter Wood, president of the National Association of Scholars, said praising or criticizing art uh, or that showcases certain identities is to have an impoverished understanding of art. To look upon art as primarily means of expressing social complaint is to summon an art that isn't impoverished because it is, it, it is putting ideological concerns ahead of any aesthetic vision, said Mr. Wood. I can understand that some may say that their aesthetic vision is a matter of group identity. I would lament that is a very clear impoverished way of viewing both identity and art. Despite its lack of LGBT rep representation, Mr. Toto said, it's hard to imagine 
a superhero movie geared more towards social justice. You just can't deal with the hard left, he said. Okay, folks, so as I said before, I have not seen Black Panther. But I do want to bring something up because I believe that this would be the perfect time to uh, bring up Black Panther. Okay. Um, honestly, folks, I really don't understand uh, why there's such a big deal being made about the fact that there are no LGBT characters in Black Panther, okay? As I as Mr. Toto said, it, it really shouldn't matter. And this this is the one thing that really bothered me about uh, the Black Panther phenomenon. Uh, leading up to this movie, we had a whole bunch of people on both the hard left and on the hard right freaking out about this movie. Those on the hard left were saying that only black people should be allowed to watch this film in the theater. That white people should just skip the theaters completely and that this was it's the time for African Americans to exclusively enjoy this film. On the hard right, on the alt right, uh, you have uh, Richard Spencer like individuals. I'm not sure that Richard Spencer himself has said anything about this movie, but uh, I know that some people who share his ilk thought that this was a uh, anti-white uh, black colonial movie or something crazy like that. And this is the problem with most movies in 2018. And we, we've seen this trend in pop culture for really the last eight to 10 years almost. But everything has become political now. Have you noticed that? Everything has literally become politicized. Whether it be movies like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or comic books or um, or even the NFL. Um, hi, Zach Angel. Thank you for joining the live stream. We're actually talking about uh, Black Panther today. Um, whether it's the NFL or the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or 
whatever. Everything seems to be politicized these days. And it's getting really annoying somewhat because there's no reason for people to be freaking out about this movie. As I said at the beginning of the show, I have not seen it yet. I'm I'm probably going to see it this weekend or in the next few weeks. But I remember I remember you you used to be able to go to a movie and just enjoy it without all social media making a big deal about the identity politics of something. And now that seems to be what the hard left is obsessed with is identity identity politics. From what Zach's told me and from what other people on Facebook have said, uh, Black Panther was a pretty good movie. Um, other people I know on YouTube have said that it's only an okay movie. That it's not really deserving of the uh, 100% uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Or uh, I, I think it's at 99% now. Uh, and that's the other thing. Apparently Rotten Tomatoes is now trying to purge uh, negative reviews of uh, Black Panther from their website. I, I've heard that from a few people. I, I, um, I'm not really sure if that's the way um, Rotten Tomatoes works. I know quite a bit about film, and from my understanding, um, Rotten Tomatoes focuses primarily, it, it's more like an aggregate, just like Drudge Report is. Kind of averages out the uh, reviews to create to create a score, and it's mostly from official publications. Um, but I'm not sure if the uh, purging thing is true or not that they're purging reviews. Um, maybe one of you could tweet at me or email me or let me know about that. But regardless, it's just a movie, ladies and gentlemen. And why so many people on both sides of the, of the political aisle are getting so riled up about it, I, I don't understand. Um, at the same time, I really wish that not everything coming out of Marvel needed to be centered on uh, identity politics. I, I do agree with some people that Marvel and Disney, especially with Star Wars, has really started to focus on the uh, on the SJW identity politics front. Um, I liked The Last Jedi, actually, going on to an, another movie, and I, I was one of the few people that did. Uh, but the one thing I will say is the fact that they had to shove uh, Laura Dern in there really... Uh, no one I know likes Dor Laura Dern. My, uh, my dad and I went and saw... I saw the, la the Last Jedi twice, 
the first time was with my mom. Uh, second time was when I was in Denver for Christmas and my dad and I went and uh, my dad and I, we don't always agree politically well when it comes to things, but we mostly like the same movies. Uh, the one thing he did say, though, is, oh, God, uh, Lord Dern's in this one. She pops up, up on screen. And the fact, um, I guess some people are saying that there was a hint of a lesbian relationship between um, her and Leia. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I don't think it was, uh, since we all know, since anyone in their right mind should know that Han and I were were in a relationship. But regardless, um, again, that's maybe people seeing things through through the prism of identity politics. All right, so that's my uh, little rant for today on uh, social justice in movies, um, and really. I, I wanted to do this uh, stream mainly to test out the uh, feature of my new live streaming software on my uh, computer. Pretty soon I'm going to be doing uh, live interviews for this uh, podcast, and I'm, I'm going to be making the streaming times more regular. So... Thank you guys for uh, watching live. If you did, Zach, thanks for uh, tuning in. And uh, for those of you who are watching this on the archive, uh, thank you for watching this later on. And for those of you watching on American Watchmen, thank you as well. And for those of you downloading the podcast, I really appreciate it. Uh, for now, this is Sam Whitfield signing off from NGC Studios. Uh, one of the sub-commands we have here. And uh, God bless and God save the Spanish. Have a great day, guys.